Lynn Freeman, good morning. Good morning, Catherine. Look, look first of all, aroha to Fiso Collins's colleagues, family and friends particularly. Um, I didn't I didn't know him, but just listening actually to the to the words that were said there reminded me of, of the book I'm about to talk about and the writer behind it, Patricia Grace. Because Afiso there was talking about wanting to bring to the world the stories just the unloved and the invisible. And Patricia does hmm. the, the same. I think there's a, there's a correlation there between the two. It's very hard to come to a book review off the back of, um, off I of that. I apologise, but professional no, no, no. broadcaster that you are. Oh, no, no, I know. But as I <laughs> yeah. say, I, I, I feel it's, it's some shocking. similarities. It's just absolutely shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, uh, uh, and what a gracious um, and, and you know wonderful human being Patricia Grace is as a, as a way for us to... Uh, resume. Well, that, well, that's entirely right. And and if if anyone has seen those viral YouTube videos where people the unwrapping videos, you know, and they just can be, I don't know, they've got some kind of product or a gift, and it's all very excited. And that that was actually me <laughs> when, <laughs> when I received book. Patricia's book. Truly, yeah. um, I have huge aroha, huge respect for Patricia Grace um, as a writer, also actually as a kamatua. She loves the Fenua. She loves her um, her family. Fano, uh, so uh, and she brings, she reminds me to an extent of Owen Marshall. I know you've read Owen's short stories too. That there is a beauty that combines the two of them. This ability to, well, to talk about the unloved and the invisible, to use Afiso's words, to 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 bring to us the stories of people we would never think about, we often wouldn't even look at, you know, or would avoid in the street. And she does that here with this collection. It's been waited for a long time for this. It was worth the wait. It comes in three very distinct parts. So part one and the title story, The Bird Child, is part of that. Uh, and she's created her own mythology. And, and within this collection also she has taken some known mythologies and made them her own. Now this this is a device that's been used um, previously, but she really has done a beautiful job on this. And there's a, there's a little part here I'll read where she's talking about Rona, who was taken up to the moon. And it says, as the centuries went by, Rona couldn't help noticing all was not well with the world out there. At first she noticed little things, which she didn't like to draw attention to. Rona watched her tongue these days, didn't want to speak out of turn or seem unduly critical. But she became more and more worried. After much thought, she decided to share her concerns with Moon. The conversation could go like this. Something's not right out there in the world, Rona said to Moon. Hmm, said Moon. It's in disarray. Ah, hmm. You don't have to spare my feelings. I've already figured the problem on Earth is to do with my own species. Yeah, well, now you mention it. No walls. They're wrecking the place. I couldn't disagree with that. But killing off other life forms who've been living together long before they, myself included, came on the scene and so on. So she's put her own spin on these with messages for today. That section is really beautiful. I think my favourite, though, is part two, where she's brought together a whole lot of um, stories written over the period of Mariana, and it's almost like a novella. This, there's a, and she's put a lot of, she's done some rewriting, she's structured them. So these stories are from Mariana's life um, through the war, and they read beautifully together. And at the start, we're learning about her dad is going to war, and she understands her dad is about to leave, and he sharpens pencils for her, so she can write to him when he's in, in wartime. There's another lovely story here, or sad story, when her mother becomes a solo mother, as, of course, the mum stood with her husband's away and trying to raise children. And um, she she makes Mariana go to the shop, even though Mariana says, oh, I'm getting bullied, I'm frightened. The mum has no choice. She's got a baby at home. Mariana comes back bloodied and upset. And she just feels so guilty, saying, what What would my husband think? Well, I'm failing as a mother. Um, and it's it's just a lovely story. And then, you know, the soldiers return quietly, 
and the story progresses. It's it's absolutely beautiful, and and you could just read that and be um, and be have your heart warmed. And then at the end, a selection of uh, short stories, uh, not related, written over a period of years. The Machine is one I particularly like. You've got to be so careful with a short story not to give anything away. It's hard enough with a novel. Um, but this is a lovely story of Mavis. She's uh, working with machines and stationery. Uh, she has a purpose there, some recognition at home. She's living with her mum. Her mum is cranky. Her mum is um, elderly and unwell. There's a twist in the tale here of this story. And when I read it, I went, oh, Patricia Grace, you are so on trend because this is a, a news kind of headline story. And then I, I read that it was actually written in 1972. And I said, Patricia Grace, you are ahead of the game. It's, it's a stunning collection. I cannot recommend it highly enough, Catherine. Thank you very much. Lynn Freeman uh, has reviewed for us the Patricia Grace collection. It's called Birdchild and Other Stories, published by Penguin Random House, New Zealand, $37 the price.